0: Hey folks, uh, Justin McElroy here Listen, just want to warn you ahead of time While uh, this week's show will still be free Profanity as you've come to uh, uh, expect from us We do get into some uh, uh, adult topics So uh, if you're listening with the kids You might want to make sure that They're comfortable with that, I guess I don't know (laughs) what your relationship is like with your kids
1: I'd have that whole birds and the bees talk with them before listening to this episode if I were you. You go ahead and knock that out.
0: Thanks. Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Sawbones a Marital Tour of Misguided Medicine. I am your co host, Justin McElroy.
1: And I'm Sydney McElroy.
0: Happy Max Fun Week, everybody. we deep in, almost in the home stretch of Max Fun Week.
1: Yeah. I hope you've been enjoying it.
0: I hope you've had a lot of fun. Thank you to everybody sharing uh, episodes. Uh, we are joined by our um, our, <laughs> our third member, our unofficial um, mascot. Our unofficial mascot. This is a two and a half person. Oh, for, yeah. No. So close. Uh, Two and a
1: half, not, we don't want to call her a man.
0: No. no well, I don't want to call you a man either. So it's not really well, accurate. Yeah. Two and a half person podcast, uh, Sawbones. Uh,
1: she dressed as a Ninja Turtle just for this.
0: Yeah. Uh, so she's thank adorable. you. She's adorable. She's the cutest. Uh, thank you to everybody tweeting about the show and sharing your favorite episodes yesterday and, and leaving ratings and reviews. You've all been uh, wonderful. There's uh, uh, still more to come, though. Uh, Maximum Week isn't over yet. So go to maximumfun.org. And uh, find slash max one week final list of activities there. Uh, Sid, we owe people an apology. We do. Yeah, for last week uh, we talked about cataracts and well, I don't know how to put this, but it was a little much for some folks.
1: Does that bother people?
0: It take it. I I got a lot of people saying uh, who had like initially thought, eh, nothing bothers me. And then they were indeed bothered by all the eyeballs and cutting the of the eyeballs and unpleasantness
1: see i understand conceptually that that kind of thing bothers people but it's so hard for like literally nothing you've at least gotten past the point where
0: you'll tell like hugely upsetting stories while we eat i appreciate that
1: that's true that's true i will say this one thing spit kind of bothers me
0: spit does bother you
1: like to see spit that kind of bothers me but cutting into eyes nah, that's fine you can do Uh, that all day
0: but I was hoping you could dig into your archives and pull us out something a little lighter that we could talk about this week.
1: Um. Well, let me see what I got. Um. Oh, I know. You want? You want to talk about Ebola? No. That's not. You don't think that's lighter? No. no. Try again. Oh. Uh Oh. Okay. I got. I got like three more episodes worth of Black Death stuff. You want no, Black Death? Is that lighter? Is that lighter? A little lighter. No uh oh uh broken heart syndrome no you want to know? no 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 again. not that okay oh okay okay i got something here hit me so uh this is something that a lot of our listeners have actually asked us for we've talked about this guy a little bit briefly in one episode before who is he but uh dr john brinkley uh you may remember him as the goat testicle doctor
0: nailed it perfect
1: yeah, goat testicles. I thought that might be what, what I'm gonna, the doctor I want to put
0: away I want to put away the, the the paper I was using for foley work. I provided the foley work for that segment. That's
1: I didn't know what that was, time. but I That's figured foley. it out in context. That's my foley work. Those are my verbal skills. I know what it means in context now. Did,
0: we, did somebody submit this
1: one to us? Well, Cindy? most recently Michael emailed us asking us for this topic. That's
0: at Uh but
1: I will say I realize that there are probably people listening going I recommended that I suggested that too and I know we've had this suggested several times and I hadn't done it like I said because we kind of alluded to him I think when we talked about um aphrodisiacs or something
0: What what's this fool's name
1: Dr. John Romulus Brinkley.
0: Oh, that's a good middle name. You know what? Luff.
1: You know what's sad, though? Do you know true fact? He later changed it to John Richard Brinkley. You
0: doofus.
1: Because he thought Romulus was, was too, too...
0: sweet, and he couldn't live it, up to the pressure of having such a sweet, sweet name.
1: He was made fun of for it, and he didn't like that, so... I can't imagine. So his dad was, Do- was John Richard Brinkley, and so he just went ahead and <sighs> became John Richard Brinkley. John Richard was <laughs> he, trying
0: to break the cycle of boring... And I'm not going to have my son suffer the same fate.
1: He actually made himself a second and then created a third.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Skip It almost skipped a generation. The Richard skipped a generation. but
1: <laughs> So he was born out. in 1885. And I think I already kind of mentioned his dad. So let me tell you just a little bit. Because if we're going to tell the whole story, let me tell you a little bit about his dad. So his dad was a doctor, a medical doctor. I think it's interesting. His father was married a total of five times. Mm-hmm. The first time, his marriage was annulled because he was too young to get married. Okay. And this was in in the, well, this would have been the mid-1800s.
0: So he must have been a toddler. Yeah. So Basically I'm figuring five, three, three, three or four. Three or four years
1: old. Uh, he went on to get married four more times, all to women much younger than him. At one point, he married a Sarah. And then her niece, also named Sarah, came to live with them. Okay. And... John, the doctor that we will be speaking of, the John Romulus, uh, he is the product of uh, his dad and the niece, Sarah. Not wife Sarah, but niece Sarah. (laughs) However, then she died... And so he was raised by his father Sarah and, Sarah and the won. first Sarah. Okay, Sarah one. Although he referred to her as Aunt Sarah, he was aware that wasn't his mother. So Whoa, he did call This her. is
0: some wild, I'm my own grandpa stuff going on here. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to, to parse this all out. Uh, yeah, and you know, with, with origins like that, I can't believe the dude didn't turn out more normal.
1: I know. It's, it's a wonder he had some problems. Uh, so he was so he was raised mainly actually by Aunt Sarah because his father passed away when he was pretty young. Mm-hmm. And so mainly by Aunt Sarah. He came from kind of humble origins, you know, not, not a great educational background, not a great, not a lot of money. Um, he started out when he started working as a patent medicine salesman, which we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically he was like an early medical huckster who kind of went around the country trying to sell people stuff that wasn't really medicine, but he was trying to pass it off as medicine. Right. And he he pretty early on got married to a younger woman named Sally, and they actually did this as a team. So early on, they would go around. They had a medicine show that they ran. Mm-hmm. So like, have we men- we've mentioned medicine shows before? Haven't we? So, yeah, it was
0: sort of a touring production where you would get some entertainment and you would also be persuaded to buy some pills and or a, a tonic or a tincture.
1: And they usually would pose as something that may be exotic or unfamiliar to the average Mm -hmm. townsperson. So they pretended to be Quakers because not everyone was familiar with Quakers. And so they were thought to maybe have medical knowledge beyond the realm of the norm. So they would pretend to be Quakers and they would sell a a virility tonic.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, But he really did want to be a real doctor.
0: Had had high hopes, aspirations.
1: Yes, even though Fake
0: it till you make it, I say.
1: (laughs) That was the plan. I'll just keep pretending I'm a doctor and then maybe one day- It'll stick. It'll work out. So they eventually settled in Chicago and he entered the Bennett Medical College of Eclectic Medicine.
0: Eclectic medicine.
1: Eclectic. Do you know what that is? Eclectic Uh, medicine. I, I mean,
0: I certainly get a vibe, but is it legit?
1: Well, no, it was a popular, it was kind of a a branch of medicine in the early 1900s and it drew from different, it was eclectic, it drew from different areas of medicine, none of them particularly real. Uh, A lot of herbal stuff, um, similar to, I think we've talked about the Thompsonians who kind of created their own branch of medicine, their own like medical beliefs, Uh, basically just kind of drew on anything that sounded like it might work. Not really evidence-based. Kind of like
0: some late Decemberists, some sea shanties, some Bruce Springsteen, Ruth Rock in- influence, the indie thing. Just whatever. Just whatever, co- whatever worked.
1: Whatever felt good that day. So he, uh, he actually was working his way through medical school. He worked at Western Union at night, and he went to school during the day. And this would have worked out fairly well, um, although, I mean, it was a struggle. He was constantly in debt. It was, you know, he was raising a young family and, and trying to go to school, um, except his marriage kept having problems. So first of all, his uh, he came home one day, and his wife had taken their daughter and run off and filed for divorce. So he tracked them down. He found them. This, this is why he had several interruptions in his medical education. So he tracked them down. And then kidnapped his daughter and went to Canada for a while. Okay. And then he came back and him and his wife reconciled and got back together. That's nice. And then she got pregnant again and ran away again. Okay. And so he he tracked her down again with their two children now. And basically she was like, I don't want you going back to medical school. I'm done with this doctor thing. Stay here with me. And he said, Okay all right i'm not gonna go back to medical school well that's good happy ending but i still want to be a doctor okay so he he gave up his dream for a little while and then he started kind of looking around he was living in uh near kansas city at the time and Mm -hmm. he he thought well there's a there's a school there maybe i could get into so he went and applied there among different medical schools and then he went back to the to Bennett Co- Medical College, the first medical school, and said, "Okay, I need my records, you know, mm-hmm. like of the years right. that I've I've already completed, so that I can get into one of these new medical schools." And they said, "Dude, you owe us like a ton in tuition." <laughs> so no. no, no, so it's kind of like when I, It's kind
0: of like when I tried to graduate,
1: and Marshall told me that
0: I had four hundred and thirty dollars in parking tickets.
1: Yes. You can't graduate until you pay can't the parking You can't graduate
0: until you pay your parking tickets, folks. That Don't is be like truth. me, kids.
1: That is the truth. There was also a book that I had from the library. Really? It slowed you down? hmm That was an issue, too. So they wouldn't forward his records, so he couldn't actually attend any of the medical schools he applied to, uh, um, including the one in Kansas City. hmm However, the Kansas City Eclectic Medical University did not have what I would call high standards. Right. He was able to get a degree... For the low, low price of five hundred dollars, <laughs> a bargain, and no actual attendance, uh, no, you know, not actually going to any classes there.
0: Oh, cool! Like Phoenix University, like yeah. not.
1: Well, I mean, don't they make them do something?
0: I think you have to. I'm just kidding. I think Phoenix is like a real thing.
1: I know. There's somebody who's mad now. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Oh. I don't. I don't know. No, this was not like Phoenix. This was like, here's five hundred bucks, and they were like, great. Here's your degree. Oh, like WVU. Ha ha! Let's see there yeah, now. A
0: little interstate rivalry. Yeah, go herd, go herd. Okay. <laughs>
1: so he Sorry, a, he bought a degree, and a that degree was actually. Treat for our West actually, Virginia listeners.
0: Enjoy. Well,
1: for our, yeah, for our Huntington listeners, for really. Our Huntington just listeners, this, really, Yeah, Morgan listeners. For three of you, did not enjoy that. Loved that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that degree, so to speak, I, I'm I would be doing air quotes if I wasn't holding our daughter. That degree, right. Was good in about eight states. Oh, okay. Believe it or not, at the time, so that's fine. They didn't have cars.
0: Yeah, Just get one state and stick with it. There you go.
1: So he he took his fake degree and he started trying to get work as a doctor, um, but the problem was people knew. I mean, it was a fake degree, so he was having trouble. It, it was, was like print, it was printed on gum. He was having trouble it's getting on patients a big piece of gum at first. Um, He was also, uh, he hadn't completed any of kind of what would have been a residency training at the time, like Mm -hmm. an apprenticeship of any kind. And so without doing that, it was hard to get work as well. So he had his fake degree. Uh, His wife, he's trying to drag her around um, with now their three children to find work. And she basically just said, I'm through with this buddy and took off. And he let her go that time. So exit Sally and the three children.
0: Did he have another... For did now. Did he take a lesson from his dad and have another Sally waiting in the wings? Well,
1: not another Sally, but hold on.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, so he moved on down to South Carolina, and he hooked up with this other doctor named Crawford, who was also like a patent, patent medicine man. Mm-hmm. Um, and they opened an office, and they started giving out injections for virility he was really into virility you'll mm-hmm. find this is a theme in his life it was one of the few things maybe he showed up for in medical school like he, he hormone there lectures for, or something Yeah, he was
0: there for virility class front and center
1: and he he was really into virility so they started giving injections for virility uh that were actually just colored water which was a popular trick of patent medicine men at the time. Just give you an injection of something that looked like it may be a medicine. And he actually charged 25 bucks a piece for these. Whoa. Which was a mint back then. It would have been. It would have been over 100 bucks, I believe. Uh, They called it electric medicine from Germany. (laughs) I guess that made it sound like, like, I don't know, maybe the Germans were known for their...
0: Electric medicine?
1: And their sexual prowess or yeah. stamina or something Viral
0: germans really? virile is a german that that man is
1: i've heard that that's a yeah, that's very a popular expression. expression especially around here yeah that people say that in huntington all it the just time be a local thing mm-hmm. totally true um however after about two months they hadn't paid any of their bills for the storefront that they had rented for electricity for the place where they were living uh basically any bills it's a recurring um,
0: theme with mr Mr. Brinkley. <laughs>
1: They'd passed some bad checks and they basically had to sneak out of town before they were arrested. Nice. So he headed on to Memphis and this is where he gets remarried. Oh, good. So he does not meet another Sally. He does meet a, a young lady, again, much younger than him, named Minnie. Um, and I think this is great. They, they fall in love. Uh, four days later, I believe, they got married. They go on a honeymoon and while on their honeymoon... He's he's tracked down and arrested for passing all those bad checks in South Carolina.
0: You know, it's not perfect. It's not what I wanted, but it's our story. <laughs> it's still special. It's our story. No one else has a story like this. I love you.
1: He's taken back to South Carolina uh, to stand trial. Um, and when he gets there, he basically, by the way, just says, it wasn't me, it was Crawford. <laughs> so they track him down, too, and take him back. Aww. Um But his father-in-law, so Minnie's dad, Mm -hmm. this is why it's important Minnie entered the picture. Mr. Minnie. Mr. Minnie. uh, He helps out by bailing him out of jail because he's actually a medical doctor. Again, he keeps finding doctors. He's not one, but he keeps finding doctors. And he has some money, and so he he does help bail him out, which I don't know why you do that at that point.
0: Uh, You know, you want to believe that your daughter has found a, a legit guy, and he wants to give him every opportunity
1: I don't know, cause I like I really am a doctor, correct. And if Charlie brought home a guy who had a fake medical degree,
0: I, he's more like a doctor groupie though, right? <laughs> he's like Louise Guzman in in, uh, in Boogie Nights. You know, he's not part of it really, but like God, he wants you so bad.
1: But I mean, he calls himself Doctor Brinkley. Like he—he's sort of an a, affectionate. He doctor. bought a medical degree. <laughs> it's not like
0: affectionate. Like I call—he's
1: like Doctor Phil. So I call my aunt who Stephanie. Isn't a medical aunt doctor. Stephanie,
0: even though she's not technically my aunt, but like she's family basically. So I call her Aunt Stephanie, sort of like that. It's basically like that.
1: Yeah, but I, giving somebody the title "aunt" even if they're not technically your aunt doesn't then entitle them to like do surgery on you. That's true. Prescribe medicine. I would
0: not ask Aunt Stephanie to do surgery. on me. <laughs>
1: I, that's not a good idea because she's not a surgeon. That's correct. So, uh, so he, for whatever reason, Minnie's dad bails him out. He goes back to Memphis to, you know, get get back to his life there that he's with his fake medical degree that he's attempting to build. When guess who shows up? Who? Old Sally.
0: Sally, you dog. Sally Where tracks him down
1: with her three kids in tow and she's mad. Not happy. Uh she doesn't want him back, but she doesn't like the bigamy.
0: Oh cuz yeah, right. Cuz
1: now he's married to two women.
0: Yeah. Technically, I guess in the eyes of the law.
1: So, here's the thing. She shows up to tell Minnie, like, just so you know, he married me first. That's my man. That's my man. And Minnie apparently doesn't care. The only thing they're concerned about is that bigamy, of course, is illegal. Right. So they hightail it out of town again.
0: Again.
1: Again. So they start. I'm
0: starting to feel bad for that guy. He's just trying to make his make his way through this crazy world.
1: So basically, at this point, he's traveling around. He finds some work here and there as a doc. Um, He makes enough money to pay his debt to Bennett Medical College eventually so that they will release his records to kansas city who officially graduates him not after completing any actual training but because he gives him a hundred more dollars oh great so at that point he it's not one of their fake degrees it's one of their real degrees that he still didn't earn but and these are still all from what would have been considered even at the time highly questionable medical schools sounds official though uh, and what did he do during this period he actually started working at a meat packing plant he' okay. was doing but he was doing medical work there like for the workers I don't know occupational medicine I guess sure
0: you're on staff doctor at the meat
1: packing plant with his with his new medical degree he starts working at the meat packing plant and this is very important because it is here that he becomes fascinated with goats finally
0: oh I've been waiting for the goats to enter the story
1: so I guess among the meats that are packed at the plant are goat meats and and
0: goat byproducts
1: and he notices and so he's in part of the whole process like the slaughterhouse is there and everything so he sees the live animals before they become you know not packed meat right (laughs) and he notices that the goats are like they're really down to get down (laughs)
0: I the guess. goats are like a the goats are like the uh the jock in a horror movie like this could be our last night. What if we die tonight? I don't want to die a virgin, you know <laughs> me neither. Let's do this thing.
1: And that's and that's what all the goats are doing all the time. Not the cows, not the no. pigs.
0: Cows are resigned not, to their fates. Pigs don't, don't know what's up. No. Goats are down to clown.
1: And he, he starts thinking about this because he's already, you know, like I said, fascinated with virility. And so this is where he starts piecing together, how can I take my knowledge of goat goat horniness mm-hmm. and my fake medical knowledge and use it to serve mankind? Now, this m- was almost the end of his story. Oh, yeah? Because right at this point when he's on the verge of his great revelation about goats, uh, World War I happens and it almost interrupted his career because he was a reservist. Mm-hmm. So he was called up. But he only served two months because he basically spent the whole time hospitalized for a nervous breakdown. I,
0: yeah, that would be stressful.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I
0: can't fault him for that.
1: Well, eh. with this guy's with history, this guy, okay,
0: yeah, maybe he was running a, a, something yeah. of a scam.
1: So it 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 almost interrupted his what what is to be know, what he is to be known for very shortly, but okay. but not quite. Speaking of interruptions, I'm going to need you to do something for me, Justin. Let me guess. Billing department. Head to the billing department. Let's go.
0: The medicines, the medicines that for the mouth. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McRoy fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McElroy?
1: I don't remember. Well, there's that. no
0: need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier then you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar.
1: I don't think I was going to... Squarespace,
0: what is it? It's a tool, think of it as the palette. The palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the... Easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great-looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father, folks. You got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com Sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code Sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts. And that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. Uh, And the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. Okay, so interruption past Sydney, what's next for John?
1: So at this point, John Brinkley decides um, we're going to, We're going to settle down, Minnie and I. We're going to settle down. No more running. No more running. Sally can't find me. (laughs) Uh, We're going to settle down in Milford, Kansas. And this will be the site of his great revelation. Beautiful Milford. So first of all, he starts working in Milford uh, right at the onset of the flu pandemic of 1918. Mm Mm-hmm. And he makes quite a name for himself at this time. This is this is basically why he is able to go on and do what he does next. Because he's got a really good bedside manner. Uh, he's really well-liked by the people he cares for. And, you know, there are a lot of patients all of a sudden who desperately need a doctor and are not taking the time to check credentials. Mm-hmm. So, And, you know, the thing about the flu at the time, um, there wasn't a lot to do about it. So just being there and holding little, people's hand TLC. yeah i mean that that would have been considered the standard of medical care so whether or not the patients were living or dying he probably wasn't you know discredited so at this point he's he's made a name for himself people kind of like him and a young guy shows up at his office and he's there for what he calls sexual weakness mm-hmm. and he says
0: oh boy you just hit you hit right on the hmm. button. Boy, did you come to the right place.
1: And he's like, you know, th- this is my thing. He's here for sexual weakness. That's virility my favorite thing to take care of. So he says, Doc, is there anything you can do to, you know, put the spark back in the bedroom for me and the missus? And he has this Dr. Brinkley has this great knowledge about goats. And mm-hmm. he's like, he actually makes a comment to him. You know, you ever seen a goat? <laughs> if you just had goat testicles, you wouldn't have any problems and this young man boy, says, boy you
0: have got to nail that delivery you get one shot to look somebody in the eye and say you know if you had goat testicles I see even that I don't think you would buy that for me I don't think I could sell it the way that Romulus could
1: uh, well the way Romulus sold it worked because the young man says well why don't you just give me goat testicles sure and he says alright I'll do it for 150 bucks <laughs> grab a seat up a squat, <laughs> which is great. Which is great that not only does he talk this guy into letting him try this experimental surgery on charges him, 150. He charges him $150, $150 at the time, not, oh, not, forget about corrected it. Yeah. $150 you know, in 1918. So the guy agrees and he takes, you know, goat testicles. And basically, the way he would do this surgery is he would just, wow, well, I guess this I'm is going to be kind of good, kind of bad. Good.
0: I'll use my mind's eye, thanks.
1: Just kind of puts him in the sack.
0: With the others?
1: Yeah, with the others. Really? Yeah. Bonus. Yep. Okay. Just kind of put him in there.
0: Just get in there.
1: So, the guy, later on, claims that it works. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And this is supported by the fact that shortly after this, his wife actually gets pregnant. This is the story. No! This guy's wife gets pregnant And even better, for the time, it's a boy.
0: Fantastic. So. And and thus, Jim Brewer's classic goat boy sketch was born. (laughs)
1: This is where it comes from. That's where
0: he got the idea.
1: They actually did name the kid Billy, in honor of the goat. Okay, it's a bit on
0: the nose, but I can, it's a different time.
1: I'm not making this up. (laughs) So at this point, everybody wanted it. And I should say, he was not the only guy who was exper- experimenting with this idea. There were doctors at other places in Europe who were trying, um, they were actually taking the material from testicles, not actual testicles from animals, but like crushed dog, guinea pig, lamb, monkey testes, just pieces of it, and injecting the material into um. Human testicles, and in an attempt to do the same thing. And this was probably not so much for sexual weakness as what we would now call erectile dysfunction. Got it. I would say. So this really took off in Milford. Uh, he did lots and lots of transplants. He started uh, charging $750 a piece, which nice. I did check this out. That would be about $8,800 a surgery now. Yow. Yowza. The problem with this is that the more surgeries he did, the more times uh, things could go wrong.
0: I could see how there might be a slip
1: up And what, with him
0: not being a doctor and all.
1: All through this time period, as, as I tell you more about what happened next, you've got to understand he's constantly being sued. Okay. Uh, there, are, <laughs> there are wrongful death suits, um, and then just people suing him for a, him not it not working. Although, still, more people claim that it does work. One reason is that he actually, at one point, only uh advertises it for what he calls intelligent patients
0: okay discerning
1: (laughs) and i think the reason is that he he believes that intelligent people are less likely to want to go tell other people if it doesn't work
0: okay like
1: i got goat balls and it didn't work
0: (laughs) yeah no kidding
1: anything stupid people will just go tell everybody so he'll only do it if he thinks you're this guy gave me goat testicles
0: (laughs) (laughs) i don't do it any better than i did it before
1: (laughs) He's a charlatan. Uh you know they did it he did it for women as well.
0: Nice. Where did he put them?
1: <laughs> about where he thought her ovaries were. Maybe he had no actually idea. well he yeah I mean disgusting. he never really went to I mean he never finished a decent medical school so I about where he thought a they were. Yes. And I think this is great. He would give them either male goat testicles or he would get a female goat and get the ovaries. And the way he would decide which one a woman got was based on what gender child she wanted.
0: Oh, good. Kind of a customization, mix and match kind of deal. I'm into it.
1: Yeah. If you want a male child, you know, you get goat testes. If you want a female child, you get goat ovaries. Mm -hmm. Um, He advertised very heavily. And the more surgeries he did, the more things he claimed that they could fix. So instead of just fixing virility and fertility, he could cure flu, dementia, emphysema, insanity, acne, Hypertension. Basically anything could be cured with goat testicles.
0: Uh-oh, folks. You know what that makes is a cure-all. And what do we know about cure-alls is that they cure nothing.
1: nothing. Uh, this was related to his belief, by the way, that sex energy was the basis of all energy.
0: Now I'm into that. Like orgone energy, right? Exactly. With the kind of energy that Albert Einstein tried to capture in a sex box
1: that's it's the same thing well, it was check just out that episode everybody energy. if you if mm-hmm. you
0: haven't listened you know what i still i asked people to tweet when they listened to that that they found out that uh our, our greatest mind spent an afternoon trying to capture sexual energy in a box uh and i still see those tweets from time to time that it makes me, me happy up. every time i, I see know.
1: that uh he thought that goat testes contained what he called this is great this is his actual writing i was reading vitamin which was an indeterminate substance but he thought was very important, you know, vitamin. Uh, He did run into a hiccup when he tried to use Angora goats instead of Toggenberg goats. Mm -hmm. And Angora goat balls, I guess, smell really bad. (laughs) And so all of his patients were not thrilled about the Angora goat testicles. They wanted the Toggenbergs back. (laughs)
0: You try to cut costs. <laughs> you try. You try to use substandard materials, and this is what you get people can. will
1: call you on it.
0: You do. They notice. They notice it's different,
1: dude. You're doing something that doesn't work for seven hundred and fifty dollars each. Why <laughs> rock the boat? The expensive balls. <laughs> you know what was weird too is that in the article I was reading, it said that Toggenberg goats were actually more common. So he was finding like. The rare goat testicles that are, all, I guess it's like fancy cheeses are really smelly. Yes. Yeah,
0: literally. Yeah. Exactly Just stick with like cheddar.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the AMA was getting involved at this point. Take He's making off. all this money. <laughs> And they're trying to shut him down. But the more that they advertise that he's a quack, the more he kind of turns his publicity his way and is like, the AMA is trying to stop you from this great new procedure. And he relies a lot on testimonials. So he gets his patients to come on and, you know, talk about how great it is because they were. Uh, he also he started a radio show. So this guy got really big into radio advertising and he would answer questions. It was like the medicine box or something. And he would answer questions and then advertise all of his uh, products and procedures. And he got a lot of publicity when he did the procedure on the then owner of the LA Times hmm. who felt like it worked great. And he spent some time in LA and actually got a lot of Hollywood endorsement at that time. It said that he did this procedure on some stars of the time, but I don't know any names. Um, but this is actually I can't why I wouldn't
0: be rushing to volunteer that information.
1: I have goat balls, but this is actually why. Um, did you know that the term "goat gland" was used at the time in Hollywood for uh, when you would add voiceover to a silent film?
0: Uh, no, I did not know that. Yeah,
1: when you would try to add make it a make it a talkie to make it you know fit the time, hmm. it would it was called goat gland <laughs> huh. because of this procedure. I did not know that. Uh, so he built a radio station to continue to advertise in mexico which was have you heard of these border blasters
0: yeah mexican, there's a song about it
1: I i'm know. on the mexican radio he was one of the, the first 80s. ones to do this
0: wall of sound i think is anyway, yeah. Wall of, yeah
1: yeah okay i heard that reference as i was reading about yeah. border blasters he did this um basically that way he could skirt any u.s laws about you know, being a charlatan right. on the air, because you weren't allowed to be like a fortune teller, or, you know, that kind of stuff on the air. Um, so he would call in via telephone to broadcast, like from the US to Mexico to broadcast from Mexico, which is actually specifically banned now by the Brinkley Act, huh. named for him. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. Uh, so he would give admo- advice, sell meds. Um, he also launched the careers of several country music artists this way. <laughs> And he would sell other fake stuff. For instance, my favorite autographed pictures of Jesus. I don't know where they thought he found a pen, but okay. <laughs> um, he eventually expanded to adding human testicles uh, for transplant instead of just goat testicles. Uh, he got them from criminals on death row. And that procedure would cost you 5000 bucks. <sighs> In addition, he opened the National Dr. Brinkley Pharmaceutical Association and sold a bunch of colored water that way. The classics. Um, so this guy was making a mint. I mean, he had houses and cars and was filthy, filthy rich until 1930, when at long last, the AMA was finally able to build a case and shut him down. Wow. Um, and this was, they were working on him. The um, FRC was working on shutting down the radio stations, finally finding ways to, every time he, every time they would make a law, he would skirt it, and they finally made enough to stop him. Um, he was actually even violating the international treaties at that point, because it was a back and forth across the border. Uh, so as they shut him down, his last-ditch effort to stop it was to run for governor of Kansas. Nice! Uh, which he actually did a total of three times. I thought it was twice. It was three times... Um, he almost won. He The last time he won 30% of the vote. Whew. And this was just a write-in candidate. What a
0: different state that would have been.
1: As a write-in candidate, he did this. And his goal was then he could give himself back a medical license. <laughs> Think how sweet Kansas would be
0: now. Kansas?
1: He was actually, he went down as the, he was known as the Milford Messiah because of all this. Wow. He did in total 16,000 transplants. Amazing. Uh, but the as i mentioned everything was kind of caving in around him at this point he was in addition to the ama and the frc um he was investigated for tax fraud and for mail fraud uh by 1941 he had to declare bankruptcy and he basically lost everything and in 1942 due to um multiple blood clots and he lost his leg and he had several heart attacks he passed away pretty good timing though yeah the money lasted right till the very end yeah
0: He died died penniless, which has always seemed like pretty good (laughs) timing (laughs) to me. He
1: he made the best use of his money while he was alive. That's for
0: sure. It's like Jim Sure Living says on Dragon's Den you never see a hearse with a Brinks truck behind it. You know, you got to spend it while you're here anyway uh
1: this <laughs> that is, is that this true. is uh our uh
0: can, canadian dragon's den fan cast and medical history show. <laughs> they're,
1: they're, our canadian listeners right now are cheering yeah hooray. and everyone else in the u.s is going who
0: man it's, they're all on youtube catch it anyway
1: all of them thank you I, I don't know why you do that but thank you
0: um uh, this has been our show, Sawbones. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, gosh, we sure appreciate you. Max Fun Week has been a really good opportunity for us to uh, check back in with everybody and see all you fine people tweeting about our our show, and that's really uh, kind of you. Thank you to people tweeting about us with the at Sawbones uh, username on Twitter, like our sister Teresa McElroy, uh, Ashley Pagnata, Kara uh, Anel, Ryan James Haupt uh dan something scary mark it's hard with halloween you know everybody's names are are different kids dr dave Devin. valdivia sefi halloween see i mean halloween i don't know they're halloween names but you know of you, who you are if you tweeted about us thank you,
1: you <laughs> we know, appreciate yeah, it we appreciate halloween you names or not
0: halloween names uh uh thank you to uh, everybody else on the maximum fun network for letting us be a part of your family Jordan Jesse go judge John Hodgman bullseye one bad mother lady to lady the goose down Flop house my brother my brother and thank me. you dear I could go on there's a lot of great shows maximumfun.org they're all waiting there for you we're on iTunes if you could give us a a, a, a subscription there a rating or a review or whatever uh, that would be that would be amazing. And uh, that's going to do it for us here on uh, Sawbones. Until next Tuesday, I'm Justin McElroy. I'm
1: Sydney McElroy. As always, don't drill a hole
0: in your head.